Okay, what I want to do is, is, is I want to hop in here to, to the word. I want to start with this. Um, I want to start with this title. But before I do that, I want to give a shout out to our folks. I haven't been in our chat room since we have gotten going here. And I want to see if there's, if there's anybody in there. Oh, good morning, Don Lee. Good morning, Maddie G. And just good morning to everybody here like this. Man, I just have such an expectation what God would do in our hearts and in our lives. I know Father's Day uh, can be like a really weird day, but I'm so thankful that you chose to be here, and that's one of the things we hear over the years is, oh, I'm going to go to the bridge. It's going to be encouraging. Sure, it's going to be challenging, but so I just, I'm just grateful for that and for where there's hurts and wounds and um, those things in your heart today. I'm praying that the Lord would touch and that his healing comfort would, would be there. As we press on into, into what we've got today, I'm going to use as a title, one plus one still equals two. One plus one still equals, still equals two. And this is coming from this uh, idea of this crazy statement that Jesus made. Either it was a crazy statement or it was the absolute truth, and we are grappling with where we find ourselves in this statement that he makes. Jesus comes and he makes this claim in his day, and he makes it today. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's out of John 14, 6. No one comes to the Father except through me, and it's easy in our culture to talk about how Jesus was this, that, or the other. Oh, he was such a good teacher. He was kind, and he was nice to children, and man, you know, what a moral guy, and we wouldn't have our ethics today without Jesus, but when we get to this one statement that he makes about himself, he says, I am singularly, exclusively the way, the truth, and the life, and we have been we, we, we've been wrestling, as we should, with what this means further in our walk with Christ, with how we love our wives and raise our children, how we show up in the world with this truth, ever-present, one, uh, one that we have to deal with. And so he says in this part, I'm the truth, and this title on this Father's Day says one plus one still equals two because we want to deal with a simple idea of what is true and what is not and I believe the Lord is speaking to us as a church and as a group of men, as fathers, to be fathers who know, who example, who exemplify, and who raise children, who say and understand one plus one still equals two. In a culture that would say one plus one, I feel like it's 17. Well, I feel, I feel, I, well, I feel. No, 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 no. One plus one still equals two. And God is encouraging us and strengthening the heart of each father, each listener, to get back to what is true and true alone. That we would be a people, a fathers, who say, no, 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 I'm raising my children, I'm raising my family, I'm loving people. And I'm not being confused or convinced by the things, the voices, the opinions. Somebody say lies of, of culture. Ooh, you, you guys know I don't care too much about being popular. 
I don't care anything about it at all. That's how I can tell you one plus one still equals two. That we are so, man, we're so blessed as a church. You have so many men linking arms, encouraging one another, being reminded that we will not call wrong right, nor will we call right wrong. Because one plus one still equals it still equals two. Oh, let us be men of standard, of character, who say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That as Joshua would say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Because one plus one still equals two, regardless of how the culture feels. Regardless of how the culture feels. We haven't changed our mind about who he says he is. And so we lean in with our hearts and we say, help me embody this. Help me live this. Brother, you know that one plus one still equals two. You know that one plus one still equals two. Come up out of this situation or that situation in your home and in your family for the fathers. We have a specific role that God has given us to play. And I believe this Sunday morning we are being brought to. Oh. Strength. I'm not going to call wrong things right. I'm not going to say that if something is wrong or bad, that it is okay, regardless of how culture feels. Are you with me? I was in college and I had a, a mentor. He said something. He might have gotten it from C.S. Lewis or some, some other great, but I just never will forget this. He said it like this. He said that sincerity is no tester of truth. That regardless of how I feel and how sincere I am, that doesn't make it true. And we wrestle with Jesus' claim that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And we have to make peace with what he is inviting us into. Jesus, if you are the way, the truth, and the life, then I'm going to pray in this name. I'm going to pray in this power that there is no other name by which a person can be saved. So God, help us to be a people that say one plus one still equals two. And live it. And live it. Oh, won't be popular. Definitely not popular. But God, I'm in this for the person of who, of who you are. To meet with you one day and know that I fought the good fight. I kept the faith. I didn't mix my faith up. I, I didn't take on the voices of culture or pluralism. I just stayed single-minded that, Lord, you saved me and you saved me to go all the way, to go all the way. Somebody say all the way. All the way. As fathers, as fathers, I believe the Lord has given to us this special place of loving our families and serving as men and serving in our communities to be supportive, to be encouraging, to be tender, to be gentle about his truth and helping others continue to grow and embrace the truth, not just that we mentally know or theologically know, but that we live out ourselves. Can I get an amen right there? Oh, my goodness. Our culture likes to say that we can feel and we can feel this way, that way, or the other, and reverse the truth. 
and become blind to what the truth, what the truth is. But if you're here this morning, I know a lot of different things about you, but there's one I want to highlight. One is that when we embrace what God has said is true, we actually get to walk in the freedom he has for us. That there's no freedom in a lie. There's no freedom in dysfunction or demonology. Literally, when I say, God, you and you alone, Jesus, you and you alone are the way to God. And I'm trusting no other master, no other God, no other spirit. Then we say, Lord, I'm going to pray in your name. I'm going to live in your name. And that means I can experience the freedom of all that name entails, of all that name carries with it. One of the mistakes that's made in churches or in certain, any kind of situation is that uh, fathers, we, we, we have to be sure not to do this. Mothers have to be sure not to do this. People have to be sure not to do this. Is that we get so concerned with people's comfort that we enable their dysfunction. And so the church is supposed to be rising in a power and releasing a glory, and releasing a love that transforms. But because some people are so, uh, I, I guess a little confused. Well, sometimes we're well-meaning, but we do such a good job of trying to make sure everybody is comfortable that nobody can be set free. Hey! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God that that's not the church we are. I thank God that we love one another and we can look at one another and walk through tough seasons together and be constantly reminded of what the truth is. Because if I'm not walking in truth, I'm really not walking in love toward you and you're not walking in love toward me. Because what God has for us is a set free people, a delivered people who proclaim his praises, called out of darkness into his light. He literally said, I want you to see victory after victory after victory after victory. We were celebrating a victory for some folks. Uh, we announced this a while ago, but one of our uh, uh, families uh, bought their first home. I love that. So awesome. And, and I was writing in one of the little notes for him, uh, uh, yet another answered prayer. Bajillions and bajillions of answered prayers to come. Bajillions. I don't even know if that's a real word, but that's my heart intensity. Just more and more answered prayer. When we are operating in truth, we will see victory. But if we don't operate in truth, we won't see victory. We won't. We won't. Somebody say we won't. But if we operate in truth, we will see victory. He says, I am who I say that I am. I will be who I said I will be. I will do what I said I would do. And when I cling to this, Cling to what is true. The Bible calls it worship. The kind of worship God is looking for is when we live our life for him because he's the truth. He's not a lie. He's not an imitation. He's not a fake. He's not a copy. He's the real deal holy field. And when Jesus comes on the scene, he doesn't just come telling us about uh, like Moses did and the other prophets before him. He doesn't just come telling us about this is how you walk out the Torah, this, that, and the other. Jesus comes and he says, I am God myself. I am telling you and revealing to you the Father heart of God, what it is like to love God and walk with God and operate in his kingdom. And that truth ought to make us uncomfortable. 
and to the place where we embrace and we pray and we do our research, that we would be fathers who teach our kids. Jesus is not a feeling, y'all. That's, you get feelings because he's, he's, he, God is who he says he is. he is. He is a being in his personhood. In his personhood, he has affections, and he's affectionate toward his kids. But go, go do the history. Let's read through the history and make sure you understand we're not talking about fairy tales and pretend tend. He's not just a philosopher. He is the way to God. There is no other way. There is no other way. So if you want to see victory, you got to embrace truth. If you want your kids to win in life and anything, you're going to have to get them to the truth. You're going to have to get them to God's word. Well, such and such said that they feel like this and such and such. Well, that's all fine and dandy. But what, did, but what they said, did it line up with what the word said? Is it true or is it not? Because we're only going to see victory when we embrace God's truth. We're only going to see the release of more miracles, of greater glory, because we're operating in. So we, this Father's Day, get this reminder to be people of God's truth. You say, well, Lord, I don't want to get lost in my feelings or in my emotions. I want to rejoice in the truth. Yeah. I want to rejoice in the truth. When you find yourself rejoicing in the truth, I want to tell you something. You're real close to victory. When you find yourself rejoicing in the truth, you're real close to victory. Your big toe might be hurting. Your hair might be falling out. Your breath might stink. But if you find yourself rejoicing in truth, you're real close to victory. Every time we gather together in any setting, but on a Sunday morning, we are rejoicing in the truth that the people of God come together to lift holy hands, to sing, to clap and dance, not because of how we feel or because we're happy, clappy, or because everything's going right in our world. As we come to celebrate and rejoice in the truth that the victory belongs to the Lord. It's just a matter of time before it shows up. Did y'all see my son run on stage this morning? He's so sweet. He's so sweet. He had gotten a condition uh, called autism. And I've been praying for that kid. Me and his mother have been praying for him for a long time. We've seen breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough over these many years. And that thing's still not complete yet. But I remember when he used to eat the furniture, like physically tear open the pillows and eat the furniture. And then when it would come out in his feces, it would be like brown chocolate balls. I remember, I remember that. I remember all these stages of growth with him because we were holding to the truth. I believe God's a healer. (laughs) I know he is, I know he is. And I'll tell you what, I believe he's a healer. I believe that's the T-R, let me say it this way, T-R-U-T-H. That's a little Ebonics for alphabets right there. (laughs) and so because i believe that that is the truth i hold i hold to that we hold to that and we rejoice in that truth and we expect greater victory because we are walking in the truth 
So when we come together on Sunday mornings uh, as fathers, we, we, sometimes we need to be the first one to just lift our hands on Sunday morning because we're lifting our hands Monday through Saturday. We're showing that, oh, it's not everything's going well, but it is well with my soul because I know the truth and I'm going to be free and I'm not going to shut down from living my life because things aren't lining up. I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord and be set free in his truth, not in my feelings, not in my feelings, but in the truth. Anything that you said about yourself, Lord, I, that's the truth, and I'm going to rejoice in it, and I'm going to lift up holy hands, and my kids are going to see tears streaming down my face because they say, Daddy's over there celebrating the truth. We don't know quite what's going on, but he's celebrating the truth because I want them to get in a spot one day, and they say, I know what to do. I know where to turn. I'm going to go to the truth. I'm going to get to that truth. This Jesus who tells me that he is my way in every situation. Oh, I'm for not just for truth as an intellectual concept. I'm talking about truth, the person of Jesus Christ. Oh, spirit of truth. John 16, 13 says spirit of truth comes. He will guide you and lead you into all truth, more truth fuller understanding of the truth, the kind of truth that sets captives free. I was blessed when I was reading Eloise and Phoenix, the, the family's life verses, how much agreement there was for what the Lord is doing today. Oh, and just continuing to pray that those truths will be realized in their lives and the life of their family so that they would continue to be who God has called them to be, free, free to the Lord, free to righteousness. As we walk in truth, we are free to God. We are free to love. We are free to what really actually matters in life. Oh, the question, do you want to be free? <laughs> Lord, I want to be free in this area. What am I supposed to do? What's my next step? I need to find out what you said about it. If you really want to be free, you find out what the Lord says about it. But if you like the demons, because you now self-identify with this is just how my life is going to be. I don't want to contend for the truth of God, the faith of God. Then it is what it is. That's a choice we make. We've all been there, right? It's like, well, this is dysfunctional, and I'm just going to, well, this is just the way it is. You like making those excuses. Well, that, that's a choice. We all get to make that choice. But what he gives us this day is the opportunity to choose him, to choose truth, and to be free. That there's not one, er in one area of our life where he wants us to be bound up. Amen. What? Yes, 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 it just gets me. And I'm like, ooh, whom the sun set free. Ooh, I got a church in here. <laughs> we say, oh. I don't, I, I, I don't think I'd have to do some type of a, a, apology for, you know, some places they go, they, 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 in churches, they, they want people to be happy in a way that is um, it's enabling. It's like a codependent relationship. I mean, that could show up here. That's not necessarily my heart. I could, I could miss it and go there, but that's not my heart. <laughs> no, I want us to be free. Free in the Lord. I don't want you to be, have a codependent relationship with your church. That is not what God has in mind. The church is a part of your spiritual strategy. It's a part of your strategy for what God has for you. 
but you, we're not to be create codependent relationship. No, 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 no. You got the truth just like I got the truth. So walk in it. The statement is made, oh, Lord, help me to abide. Help me to remain in the truth. That this is what it means to be a disciple over time, over ages, is that you saw me two years ago walking in the truth, and in two years, you better see me walking in truth. Still, that this is what it means to be a Jesus follower. I have to walk in the truth that my life shows I'm walking in the and it further gives testimony of the truth living inside of me. His name is Jesus. This Father's Day, let us continue to be, especially for us fathers and father figures, a people, a people who say one plus one still equals two, that we're sober-minded and vigilant. We're the ones searching for the truth of God's word, and we're not distracted by all these other opinions and voices. Help us to be fathers, Holy Spirit, who help our kids and help our friends navigate what it means to be. Y'all say Al. If you hear me say Al from here on out, Al's going to be, oh, you trying to help me? That's my baby. He's trying to help me. Okay. Uh, help us to be a people. Al means, I'm, I'm going to use it as a, as, a, as a little kind of pet name for algorithm. I'm going to use Al as algorithm. Because one of the things that's always been happening in culture is culture feels a certain way. It's a lie, whatever, and people want you to say what's not true. or they want, It's just all twisted up. But now it's accelerated because the app, Mr. Al, <laughs> Mr. Algorithm is doing a good job at making us go deeper and deeper into our own thought patterns and habits and choices. These algorithms that we uh, are, are being used to uh, get more of our money, to get more of our affection, to have us not really seek out the Lord because my algorithm is feeding me this political view, is telling me which groceries to get, which shoes I might be interested in. And our kids and our grandkids and our children's children's children are under the threat of Mr. Al. And sometimes if you hear something long enough, if you get your algorithm enough, if you get your political perspective enough, you'll think that's the truth. <laughs> Got to watch out for Al. Al can help us some ways because he, he's, he's real efficient. And, you know, we, you know we, we don't like waiting for stuff. I know sometimes I don't. I was like, ooh, thank you, Al, for putting that out there. I do. <laughs> Al, how did you know? <laughs> oh, but Al can be tricky because he could reinforce this idea or this thought that my way, that I'm the way, I have the truth, I am the life because I'm being so catered to. We have to watch out for all these little things. This algorithm thing has been around for a while. But as you see... Uh, Technology continuing to do a great job, good, goods and bads with everything, of making life easier and all this stuff. We, we like that kind of stuff. There's also a danger. There's also a danger of greater divisiveness. Even greater divisiveness. Where we say, well, that's your truth and that's their truth. And there's a 
that's their truth. And that's one plus one still equals Still equals two. So we're waking up in the morning. If you do devotions or however you roll, whatever you, how, you know, if you do take 10 Bible reading with us or whatever, however you roll, you're looking for the truth. You're not looking for feel good. The truth, sometimes the truth, yeah, somebody's helping me preach. Sometimes the truth will hurt a little bit because you say, dog, I'm off. I'm off. But thank God, because that truth brings us right back, right to center. So, so, so I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it, and I hope you hear my heart on it. Um, I, I, I know that there's a lot of people who are never going to read that Bible cover to cover. I, 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 I know that. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I don't want you to read it. You guys know I love for us to do Bible reading. And I'm all about it. I practice it, do it. I love it. But, but what's so important, though, about that time in the Word is getting the truth of God's heart to your heart so that you can't be deceived. So if you, if you have a devotional, you better get the truth. Hear his voice. Hear his heart. See how he's seeing. That's what really, that's what really matters in order to live a life of worship. I got to have the truth. I can't live a life of worship to God if I don't have truth. But if I, if, if I have that truth, then I can live a life of worship. I can live a life as a father that helps my kids know this is the choice and decision. This is how you seek God and how you live with people, how you love your wife and how you treat your friends. This is what it looks like because they see dads, fathers, father figures walking in truth. Oh, ooh, thank you, Lord. We sang a song earlier that says, see a victory. It said uh, something there that hit my heart. Uh, the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness uh, falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. And verse two reads: There's a power in the there's power in the mighty name of Jesus, the Jesus, the I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus. Amen. Every war he wages, he will win. So I'm not backing down from any giant. That is for us this morning. I'm not backing down from any giant because I know the truth. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine coming against the people of God? God has already said there would be victory, that the battle belonged to him. I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. Children, you're not backing down. Wife, you're not backing down. Church, you are not backing down. You have the truth. His name is Jesus. That's the place of victory we come from. He already purchased it. He already said it belongs to him. He said, now just walk in it. Just walk in it. Just walk in it. Victory? Yeah, but you're walking victory by walking in truth. So I give myself over to truth. I give myself over to the person of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, show up in me. Have your way in me. Secure the victory. Realized. Realized that they can see. Oh, you don't get that unless you walk in the truth. 
we would continue to be a church. We would be fathers who tell our kids in the spirit of truth, go for it. <laughs> Don't you dare back down. <laughs> you go forward in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Advance, press on. God is with you and he's for you. He's not against you. Don't you dare back down from any giant. Yay. Hallelujah. And I hear our Father saying over, over us even that we won't back down from any giant. No, no, no. Because we have Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And as we wrestle with him, wrestle with the truth, he marks us and he changes us. And he fits us for battle. He fights. He fits us for the fight of faith and Oh, my goodness, like we read in Eloah's family verse, he clothes us with humility and with kindness. He, he clothes us and fills us with compassion. and He makes us a people that can proclaim the excellencies of him who called us from darkness into his marvelous light. But we have to choose, choose that truth. Some of you have... You know that Jesus is a historical figure. You know his real deal, holy field. You've done the research, but you still haven't crossed over and made the Lord your Savior. Okay, I'm going to follow you. Stop being on the fence. I'm going to encourage you to do that. And if you haven't done that kind of research, you need to do that. This is a real life, real deal thing. This is not about goosebumps. This is about life eternal. Life eternal that says, as soon as I trust Jesus, I walk in eternal life. For those of you who have been uh, playing patty cake, you, you, you don't really, you kind of didn't really know that, oh, yes, the Lord loves me right where I am, but he actually has so much more for me than right where I am right now. In the old school, we used to say that God loves us too much to leave us the way that we, that we were, the way we are. And so I'm so glad we have a church and we don't say, oh, that thing that you're doing that's wrong or bad, way to go, keep going. <laughs> well, that's just the way that you feel and blah, blah. No. 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 We say, God, I have these feelings. And I'll take them to you. Give me the truth. <laughs> it's just that simple. God, I got these feelings. They're contrary to what I see in your word. They're contrary to what I know about your heart. So help me just walk in what you say you want me to walk in. It's, it's, that's, that's simple. And we do that day in and day out. We keep getting free and we keep walking in, in deliverance. Can't wait to see what the Lord releases more and more and more as we say, I'm walking in truth. It hasn't shown up completely yet, but I know it's just a matter of time. Matter of time. Any place where there is fear, it means you don't see the truth of God's heart, his word. If you're afraid about anything, oh, I need to put the truth there. Oh, that's going to stop me from spazzing out on my wife. That's going to stop me from spazzing out on my kids. That's why I'm believing a lie. I've sent myself into this path that I always do. Oh, it's because I'm believing something I shouldn't be believing. Because when God made us as fathers, he said, oh, I'm going to make you like me. 
Like, what? I'm going to give you my spirit, and I'm going to produce in you and through you what it means to look like me. We all have that same, that same Holy Spirit. You know, I do feel like there's supposed to be somebody sharing extra right now. So um, in a moment, we're going to sing. Um, man, why don't y'all come on and come up here. And then there, so, come on. Thank you, Lydia.